In today's episode, we're speaking to Christy Cooper. Christy is a CEO, designer, and creative strategist behind Cooper & Hart Creative. With 22 years design experience and a special focus on the online marketing space, she helps coaches, service providers, and course creators level up their brands with beautiful conversion-focused sales pages, websites they love to share. And in today's episode, we're talking to Christy about how she changed her life by changing our mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We get to speak to the amazing, the wonderful, the beautiful Christy Cooper. Welcome, Christy. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming, Christy. Christy, everyone's heard your intro, so they know how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, share with everybody what it is that you do. Yeah, so I am a designer, um, a graphic designer, web designer. I've been a designer for decades. Um, And I currently own and operate Cooper & Hart Creative, where I help coaches, consultants, service providers, um, primarily in the online space, really kind of up level their visual um, branding and graphics via websites and sales pages. And so that they actually love to share it with their people and it helps them sell. Awesome. Fantastic. And so Christy, tell us, how did you start this? I I know that you have a journey to tell. Uh, So do talk us through, you know, how did it all start for you and how did you end up coming into the online space? Yeah. So like I said, I've been a designer for um, a long time, 23 years now, if you can can believe it. You don't look old enough to be 23 years. (laughs) Yeah, I started uh, when I was 17, so you can do the math. And I started in like a print shop, you know, with like paste up and like typesetting stuff. And I just kind of went from there. I decided to go to college and get a degree in graphic design. Then I worked at a design agency for 11, 12 years, somewhere around there. And really what happened is I was at the agency. I had my first baby and I was just feeling burnt out. I was burnt out at work mm. a lot. <laughs> like I was managing way too many things at my job. I was um, a coordinator for production projects. So I had to manage vendors and things like that for things that were everything from business cards to museum graphics, like car wraps, signage. Like I, I managed all of that in addition to doing design projects. And it was just a lot. And I was kind of tired (laughs) and not inspired to do my design work anymore. And I started looking around because of my baby of like, what would it look like to work from home? Right. Mm. So I kind of, you know, I stumbled upon like the blogs that were like, you could be a virtual assistant and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, it could be a virtual assistant. I could probably be a designer online. Mm. Right. 
And it just kind of, I let that idea kind of sit with me. And so I just kind of started, um, let's see here. It was the end of 2007, no, the end of 2016, early 2017 mm-hmm. is when I decided to kind of just take a chance. And so I, I, I'd watched this webinar from someone and it really inspired me to just start to freelance on my own. So I just kind of started to put myself out there in Facebook groups and interacting. And I, I just kept at it and um, it kind of developed and I kind of to see what was possible from other people and what mm. they were building in their online businesses. And I was like, that would be really cool if I could do that too. And so I just kept at it. And then I had my second baby in 2018 and because at the time I was managing my business, my freelance business and my full-time job and being a mom. And then I had my second baby. And then it was like, I can't, we couldn't do daycare for two kids mm. um, at the time because it was just too expensive. Yeah. And I know how, how expensive childcare is for, for, for sure. For sure. It's, it's crazy. Half yeah. your income goes towards after tax, by the way, goes to childcare. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. And it was like, it was just too big of a chunk to make sense. And so I'd been building the business on the side and I just kind of took a leap of faith and went full time in my business because I was the primary income earner. You know, my husband worked a a part time job. So like my income was the bulk of our income. And we just took the chance and we lived off credit cards for a little while and I got some clients and it was real up and down all through 2019. Um, Mm -hmm. So I went full-time in the end of 2018, all of 2019, I made it work. I got clients and they weren't consistent. (laughs) Um, So I had that kind of classic up and down um, journey. Yeah, that's the the roller coaster journey. Yeah. Yes. I've got a question for you. So I mean, it worked out in your favor because then the pandemic hit and everyone turned to the online space and probably that helped you build your business. But let's walk back a bit. If you're the main breadwinner, and I know there are reasons why I'm mentioning this because there's a lot of people listening to this. And this could be a man, it could be a woman, doesn't really matter. We we know Mm -hmm. our audience is uh, a lot of the time from corporate background, they could could be a man or a woman. And so it doesn't matter if they're, you know, which gender there are, but a lot of the time, if they're the main breadwinner, but they have this yearning for doing something else, or they feel like they've been but they've burnt out and that's where the so-called midlife crisis happens as well you know late 30s early 40s or I mean, sometimes mid 40s early 50s where you've been in this job forever uh, it seems like forever mm-hmm. and you you're good at it because you've got all this experience and you're at a certain income level because of the experience and your ability to do the job yet it no longer excites you no longer makes you happy if some like I had someone talking to me this morning saying they they love their job. I mean, they 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 were good at the job, but they were literally going crying going to it, and they were crying on the way back, and they were crying, you know, in between as well. And so, mm-hmm. if you're the main breadwinner and you're in this situation where you hate your job, now I know for the fact because I'm a money person, that's going to create a dynamic with your money. It's going to start causing you to have toxic money. But emotionally, how do you let go of that job which you need? to look after your family you know in your case you you know you were the main breadwinner so you had to have um some certain kind of mindset say no I'm gonna make this work I'm gonna do this I'm gonna let go of this clutch because it's nothing more than clutch a job is nothing doesn't give you security the security comes from yourself but mm-hmm. people hold on to it like with dear life like I can't let go because this is my my way to survive how do you let go of that clutch how do you let go of 
the need for certainty in the nine to five and come towards uncertainty, which gives you more rewards, of course, in the long run. But it is full of uncertainty. It is full of upheavals. There are peaks and troughs. And especially with the young family. So do share with us what went through your mind and how did you come get around it? <laughs> uh, let's see. I was really scared, <laughs> naturally. Um, yeah, yeah I, 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 remember, I remember this moment three weeks after my baby was born. I had like a really short maternity leave and I was in the shower and I was thinking about quitting my job because I hadn't told him I was quitting yet. And like that fear had like washed over me. And I just remember thinking, I was like, no, no, I'm going to make this work. That consult call that I have next week is going to work out. There's, uh, there was someone, a business that I was going to reach out to about working with me. I was like, that's going to work out. And I'm just going to trust that I can make it work. And, you know, worst case scenario, I look for another job. Like, I know, I know I was very hireable. I was at the time I was hireable. I don't know about now, but, um, I was a very good employee and I knew I've, you know, it didn't work out. I would just find another job and it would be Mm. okay. And so I think it's just that like a little bit of trusting yourself and what you can do and what I've created previous to that. Like I'd always made things work out before Mm. whenever there were challenges. And so I think it just... I think it was that. I think it was just that. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. The self-reliance and the fact that you've done it before, you can do something different now too, right? Yeah, like I could do hard things, right? Mm-hmm. I can do hard things. I'm capable of doing hard things. That self-confidence. So how, here's the questions. How do you build that self-confidence? How do you build the self-assurance that, you know what? I got this. I can do this. How did you build that? How did you have that mindset? Because it's not an easy mindset to have. How did you build it? Do you read books or was it just something that you worked on? Or was that, that something the way you, you are naturally are? Because some people are. Good question. Like, I think I've always had, I've always had a, a belief that I can be really good at stuff. Like I can be really good at this thing that I'm wanting to do. I, like, I just have like kind of an ingrained, like achievement type orientation. I don't know if that's the way my parents raised me. I don't know, but um, I can do it. I can do this attitude. Like, it was like, I can, I can be one of the best is kind of like, or I could be really good at this. And I like, and I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure where that came from, but that's kind of like at the root of it. And then, mm. and I, then I think like, as I was getting into when I was doing my business on the side, it was learning more about self-development and kind of becoming more aware of like, oh, I'm thinking these things. And so that's why I'm not taking action and, you know, stuff like that. And so I think it was that combination of like, kind of like that core, like, okay, I can do stuff and I could be really good at it. And then learning more about self-development, learning more about mindset as I guess, because I didn't really pay attention to mindset stuff before I started a business. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And then I start business and then people start talking like, you need mindset. And then you start reading some books and, you know, listening to podcasts and it just like, you're like, oh, 
oh, and like, and you realize, oh, I do have to work on that. Or I have to think a little bit differently or, you know, just be more aware of what I'm thinking, just stuff like that. So, I mean, what you've said is completely, you know, backs up my, my ideology that you need to have a belief. You need to have a very strong sense of belief. And I read a book a while ago, it was called The Magic of Believing. And I love that. And I recommend that book to anybody, by the way. I wish I could remember the author's name, but it was a long time ago. But The Magic of Believing. It's an amazing book. And, and it's written, I think, in the 70s or something, 70s or 80s. I can't remember. Maybe even 60s, actually. It was written a while ago. But the, the principles and details in the book are still applicable now. And it really shows how you need to have the sense of belief first before magic appears in your life and what seems to be happening in your life is you had that sense of belief that was sort of what you grew up with you know, maybe the parents where you brought your parents brought you up or the way but you had the sense of belief that i can do hard stuff i can do this i can do this and then when you started with the business stuff and obviously things are thrown at you and your your own identity is questioned and you're like oh my god i thought i was smart i'm supposed to be smart yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you realize you picked up some limiting beliefs on the way so this is where personal development comes in you pick up, oh, oh, I'm thinking like this. Oh, I'm not supposed to think like this. It's just an obstacle that I need to overcome. Or I need some skills that I need to develop. Or this is what I need to help. Or this is where I need to seek help from. Or I know I, need, I can't do this by myself. I need to go and ask for help or support, whatever. Whatever the limiting belief you may have, it's learning as you go along, but holding on to the core belief. I got this. And I, whatever I need to learn, I'm going to learn. But I got this. I got this. And I think this is so important. You want to have it because you were lucky enough to be brought up in an environment, and you know, a home environment to have that, I believe. I think I was lucky enough to do that with my mother. I, there's nothing that was too, you know, was too much for me. I could do anything. I could be a rocket scientist. I could be an astronaut. I could do whatever. My mother said I was, you know, I was like the most beautiful thing in the world as well. So I was like the most pretty, but I could be Miss, you know, Miss Universe before that. Yeah, life. yeah. All of those, you know... <laughs> thoughts and your parents give I was lucky enough to receive that ideology from my mother that meant whatever came my way and all the other limiting beliefs that I had I always got, came back to the core belief like okay this is a limiting belief or this is something that I need to learn I got this I got this and I think this is so important so people talk about mindset and people talk about different things you whenever project you start whatever you new things start you're going to come across new things and you you're going to be stuck like I thought I was clever. I thought I was smart. How the hell am I supposed to do this? I have no clue, right? So your yes. inter- intelligence, as well as your emotional intelligence, especially when you, by the way, when you start running a team and as an entrepreneur, start becoming an employer, going from employee to employer, different mindset, and you're running team members and you're having team members and having clients. It's a completely different dynamic to being an employee. And so again, you think, huh? I thought I was smart with people. I thought I had emotional intelligence. Where did that go? <laughs> <laughs> you learn that again again but i love the fact that you have this belief i got this i can do it and anything else that i don't know well i'll learn i think Mm -hmm. this is this is called a growth mindset you have an idea that okay i'm great i can do this if i don't know it i'll learn but a lot of people get stuck they get stuck in a number of places where i'm so clever why do i feel dumb in here oh this makes me really uncomfortable let's go back to what i know Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest problems I find with, you know, overintelligent people and especially those people who are really, really smart, who, especially in the corporate sector. There are so many super, super, super smart people in the corporate sector who are grinding day by day because they're so smart in their jobs that they don't think they're, they're, they're overly smart to be able to come and learn something new. And they don't realize that they just feel really uncomfortable in this new space and they don't, and then they, then they let their dreams die. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's definitely 
I've got this. It's definitely a core thing that I've, I, I repeat that to myself daily. Like that's just something that comes up for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that people just, they're just scared to like try something different. Cause what if it doesn't work out and they mm-hmm. don't have that, that little voice that says, well, you can figure it out. Or mm. what about the other one? What if it does? Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> what if it does? What if it does work out? And I think people are equally scared of the unknown of success and failure. A lot of mm-hmm. the people who are successful in the corporate sector, if God forbid they become successful in the in their personal, you know, entrepreneurship, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves half the time. Mm-hmm. It is people they have a general fear of success as they do have a general fear of, of failures. And sometimes that holds us back. Like, mm-hmm. oh, really? And in your case, I would say it was an even bigger step because you you knew you you know if you if it didn't work out, yes, you could get a job, but in between, you still have a, your partner who's dependent upon you and a child or two children actually at the this time who yeah. are dependent upon you. So you have to figure out how to get food on the table, let alone anything else. Right, and that's important. But yet, you still held the belief, and that's what paid off. I think I want to stress this enough to people listening: if you hold on to the belief that you can do it, you'll find a way to make it happen. Is that true? I think so. I was thinking about this because I actually just made a big move. Um, I moved my family to a different state. So I moved from Oklahoma to Colorado and we bought a new house and like all of this stuff, our expenses went up and like just a big change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I have to, I have to remember that I've got this. I can work. Everything's going to work out and we're going to move forward. And I, and I see if I look back, I can find evidence in my life of every time I've gotten what I wanted, like Mm. maybe it didn't go on the same timeline or, you know, exactly how I thought it would, but I eventually got kind of those big things that I wanted, you know, bought my first house when I was in college, I eventually had a baby. It was later than I thought it would, but I did, you know, like, so it's like, it just, things just work out. Mm. Eventually. And but you do have to go through your upheavals. Well, yes. on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. Tell it, tell us, Christy, where can we find you? How can we connect you on the internet? Yeah, my website is cooperandheart.com, and you can also find me on Instagram at cooperandheart. Wonderful. If you're listening to us on podcast, then the, the link that Christy just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have those links for you too. Go check her out. She's amazing and see how she can help you with your brand. Christy, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest for us today on Friday Feature. Please, we, we would need to have you back on Money Talkies. But today, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to me, Christy, too. I will be back on Friday Future with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.